It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mostly sunny today, not much of a warm-up, though highs only at 54 degrees. Mostly clear with patchy frost tonight, lows at 32. Areas of sunshine on the way for Wednesday. Just a few fair weather clouds, highs at 56 with more frost Wednesday night, lows at 30. And we'll get a little bit warmer on Thursday with partly to mostly sunny skies, highs near 60 degrees. Cold again Thursday night, lows at 32. We have 40 degrees now in Danville, 38 degrees in Salem, 40 in Roanoke, 37 in Bedford, 38 in Lynchburg, and 37 in Appomattox. So there you go. Uh, in our next um, hour, we're going to be continuing with the conversation that we've been having about uh, mental health this this week. It seems like every single day, we have more and more stories out there that uh, that deal that deal with mental health. Did you see the story that um, where it showed the sixty six year old man was literally being drugged along the sidewalk and being mugged? Did you see that story? I I did not, but that does not sound. I mean, well, and, and we talked about this on we talked about this on the air just a couple of weeks ago, where they're watching people leave their ATMs. They'll watch them leave their ATMs, and then they'll um, stalk them. And then when they when they see an opportunity, then they'll come in and they'll attack them and try to steal their money. And it doesn't always have to be a lot of money. Um, in this case, it was a lot of money, but. I mean, it was it, this was in the middle of the day, okay? Broad daylight uh, in New York, not a big shock there. Why you would be walking down the street with $17,000 in cash in New York City is beyond me. But there is actual footage of this daylight robbery of a 66-year-old man being beaten and dragged down a New York City street before the thieves allegedly made off with $17,000 in cash. They released the video of the incident that unfolded at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was in the 104th precinct. In it, the 66-year-old victim is seen lying on the pavement, tightly clutching an item the suspect is pulling for. He drags him across the sidewalk as the victim is still hanging on to the, the whatever this is. I guess it's a bank bag. Um, he stomps the victim, punches him several times before running off with the money. The NYPD said the suspect approached the man while he was walking down the street from behind, pushed him to the ground, assaulted him, and then removed his uh, his property. Now, they have a really good shot of this kid. I mean, or there's a very clear picture. He's not even wearing a mask. The suspect <sighs> ran on foot, hopped into a maroon Ford Fusion, which fled toward Elliott Avenue, uh, the NYPD later released two images of the suspect wanted. Uh, they've got really clear photos of them. But, I mean, just absolutely brazen and emboldened to rob in broad daylight. Like, come on, man. Like, dude. Well, but here's the thing. that I'm not saying it's the guy's fault. But what I am saying is... He should know better than to be walking down a New York City street with a bank bag. Yeah, I didn't carry cash. When I went to New York, I never carried cash. I carried, I had my, like, I had prepaid cards. That's what I did. And 
that kind of worked pretty well for me because that like all I had to do was keep my wallet and and I just had my wallet instead of typically my back pocket I had it in my front pocket and you just kind of protect that and then you don't like you just kind of have to be be on alert that's that's the one thing like well the, and like I say we've covered this before this is not this goes on in in Virginia too it's not just in New York City yeah if you go to a bank and and you get money for goodness sakes don't put it in a bank bag and just carry it around at least you know tuck it down in your clothing so it's not visible or have it in a, a, a bag a bag or something like a woman you put it in a purse you know, a purse or something but honestly when I had large sums of money I would tuck it down in the back of my pants so that nobody saw that I was carrying money, you know? So, I didn't have a money belt, but but still. Uh, we had several texts about what we were talking about going into the break. Do we think that the Republicans are going to turn the tide, like Rove suggests? Um, Bear says, even if they win everything, they probably won't do anything, as usual. I agree with well, him. Well, they have to do something. I agree well, listen. The whatever gets them reelected, the that's what they'll do. Have certainly done plenty. I mean, I agree. you heard the story. No, no about, I agree. I I think no one does about anything. the insult. Well, they but they have. They've done plenty. Yeah. It's all bad, but they've they've done plenty. I, I mean, the insulin story just infuriates me. Yeah, because Trump had dealt with that issue, and then he went in and undid it so he can look like that he did it. And in the meantime, people are just suffering left and right. Drives me crazy. I made the comment that if the Republicans do win, that their liberals are going to lose their minds. And she said, what minds they, what minds? They don't have any. That's not nice. Um, Dale said, close races go to Democrats because they know how to cheat. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> I mean, I hope that's not the case, that, we, that we've got to go through this again. Hopefully they've, they've tightened up more but i mean who knows they can't really use the COVID thing anymore so yeah. that's that's good even though they'll still try although you got stacy abrams saying you know they're just trying to keep people from from being give it, getting water or being fed well why do you think which luckily is someone who had who kind of had parents who helped me plan for college student loan program comes live right now like oh coincidence i think not i mean i think that's a good I, that's a good thing i think you think it's a good thing to forgive student loan debt yes come on are you serious because it's, it's ridiculous as someone who went to college during this time like the fees they charge you are just stupid but you agree to make those fees if you buy your house during a hot market those fees are ridiculous should i not have to pay so. them yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, you, you know, you know what you're signing up for, and you went to tech. You didn't go to one of these crappy, I know, I know. crappy colleges where I went. Your your degree doesn't mean anything. I mean, some people I do think were taken advantage of. It was almost predatory. I, I get that. The loan, like the loan system and the structure of it, is very. It's very flawed. And, oh, I don't disagree with that. And so I also think that 
the way the job market works is when you graduate, you you're you are automatically working in a deficit in terms of like. But part of that is based on whatever you pursue. Yeah. As a college person, I mean, my my niece is is a uh, got her postgraduate at uh, Eastern Mennonite. I mean, she's still got school loans, but she is making bank because of the field that she chose. So she chose wisely with that. She can afford to pay her loans. Is it a pain? Yes, it is a pain. But, I mean, this is... Why should I have to pay your school loan? I had to pay my own school loans. Still ridiculous. I had to work three jobs and and pay as I go. I mean... mm, mm -mm, mm, We're going to have to agree to disagree on that one, I guess. Well, that's what happens when you have a a uh, 20, 25-year-old who just got out of college. Yeah. Well... Now almost four years. Yeah, that's right. I I don't know. We're we're definitely disagree disagreeing on that one. I did have that conversation with my niece this weekend, though. We definitely talked about that this weekend, and she said, had she chosen a different line of work, um, it would have been much more difficult for her to pay off those loans. But she chose wisely. I mean, if you're going to school for an art degree. If you're going to school for a degree in music or drama, yeah, guess what? It's going to be tough for you to pay off those loans. And you're probably going to have just about the same amount of loans as somebody who comes out as an engineer. All right, we got Dale here. Um, I'm, I might be... Uh, in the hot seat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> morning. Hi, good morning. Actually, you're not in the hot seat. I'm on your side on this topic. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because you're having um, to pay loans for your kids. <laughs> no, here's okay. what I'm, no. My my kids went to school without any loans because my wife worked at Liberty and therefore. I gotcha. Okay. Except for fees and books and things like that, which but were ridiculous as well. Compared but. to some other things going on in the world, first of all, it's ten thousand dollars. That barely covers the interest that you're paying for a lot of people with student loans. So they're not losing money; they're losing potential income off of interest. So you've got that part that they're not accounting for. Secondly, I'd much, much rather have somebody with a college degree who probably is employed getting some benefit from that rather than giving money to welfare people, welfare people who sit on their butts all day, do nothing, add nothing to the economy. If you're working and you get a, a, a benefit like this, you're still paying taxes back to repay that 10000 forgiveness. You're on welfare. You don't give anything back to the economy. I like you, Dale. So, so you you're assuming that people with college degrees have a job. What I'm saying is, a whole bigger percentage of people with college degrees have employment than people who are on welfare. Mm, and we okay. have no problem giving welfare out to people. I say, oh, I have I have a all. huge problem giving welfare out to people. A huge problem, right? That they don't deserve it. But That's here's exactly. the thing: if you want to get rid of interest for those student loans, fine. But they should pay their student loans. Well, that's why I—that's what I said in the very beginning. Forgive all the interest. When that a lot of these loans were done when you know interest rates were so low, look but at that's not what they're doing. I know that's not what they're doing, but in a way, you say they're not doing that, but in a way, it is because even though they're not calling it forgiving interest, if you've got a hundred thousand dollars in student loans, that ten percent, that ten thousand is about the interest. So they're not losing, and it's 
spread out over a lot of years. It's not just this one year, boom, it's done. Student loans are spread out over a lot of years. So it's more the interest of getting back than it is the actual principle of the loan. I, I see what you're saying, but I think we've opened a door and Pandora's box, and I think this isn't the last we're going to see of this, especially around well, election open, time. Well, that was open long, long time ago. I remember back in the 80s when my wife worked in downtown Little York, Pennsylvania, and little kids were roaming the streets and like, where's your mom and dad? Well, you know, they're at home, whatever, collecting their welfare. And they're just pumping out kids because they get more money on welfare. Well, we need to stop that nonsense. And but, but at least, like I said, I still believe that people who get student law forgiveness or are more in the workforce than welfare people are. If you're going to complain about this, get rid of welfare first. All right. I hear you. Thanks for calling this morning. I appreciate <laughs> it. Dale. Also, oh, yeah, Gianni you. wants you to pay his interest as well. So, <laughs> and he says he works. We got to go to break. We'll be back with more of your calls. Our number, 866-916-3776. What do you think about student loan debt? Trey thinks it's great. I think it's a bunch of bull crap. So, there you go. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam. Good morning. I'm Janet Rose. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Jam this morning. Now it's Janet all morning because Mark retired, but that's okay because I've got you as my co host. <laughs> I mean, them, but I've got you too. Thanks. Uh huh. No, uh, but I was saying who. And I, I know because you're being mean. Uh, that's okay. So we're talking about student loan forgiveness. Uh, Dale called a minute ago. He says he thinks it's great because uh, it's. I was shocked just, someone agreed with me. Yeah. Um, but here, because his logic is Forgive people with college degrees and are, they're, and they're working. Than, yes. Okay. Uh, here's a little trivia for you there, Dale. 20% of student loan borrowers are def- in default, and uh, college dropouts are responsible for most of those. So I just thought I'd share that little tidbit for you. Dr. Harb's on the line. percent left. Yeah. yeah hey, there's Janet. still 20% hey, Janet, not with a degree. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Good morning. Oh, no, that's fine. Hey, Janet, you're totally right on this subject, and Dale and Trey are totally wrong. And the, re- and the reason is, is the reason that uh, the government paying off student loans is totally bad is because, number one, uh, it increases inflation, which hurts everybody in the end. And number two, it encourages uh, colleges to continue to jack up their prices because they know, they're gonna, they know that the loans are going to be paid by the government. Um, and we and really know this isn't. This is just the first drop in the water. This is, this oh. is not going to go away. No, no, it's not going to go away. And the other issue is that you know people think they're going to their loans or college loans are going to be paid off all the time. They're just going to go into all these you know fields that really are not going to be certain to give them jobs, which they're going to be able to be productive and pay out their loans. I mean, I I worked through, I worked when I went to medical school at MCD. I worked part time through medical school right. and paid off my medical school fees, right. um, you know, so I wouldn't have loans and so forth. And, and I paid off all my other college loans myself, totally myself. Right, even the interest. Imagine that. Absolutely. You know, just like so, we all no, have to do. Bad, it's, yeah, it's a total. Janet, you're totally right on this issue, and uh, it's a very bad thing for the government to be doing this. That's for sure. Well, it's it's a slippery slope, I, I think. So, Doctor Harb, thanks for calling in this morning. Appreciate it. You bet, Janet. All Good right. Uh, got another call? 
All right, we're going to go to the phone lines. If you want to weigh in on this, 866-916-3776. Oh, nope, not there. All right. Uh, tell us what you think about student loans getting getting paid off. Uh, Dale, I, I think Dale's point was valid. I'm not saying the point about the interest isn't, isn't valid, but the interest isn't going to go away. I mean, there's still going to be more I know, interest. It's so, so interesting. I'm, I will cut you, I swear. <laughs> you think I won't, but I will. You need to rein in the puns, buddy. Uh, I have done pretty well reining in the puns. I've I know, done but two total. Yesterday, yeah, but that's in the same show. No, well, it was one yesterday and one today. Okay, well, that's too too many. Uh, Eight million borrowers <laughs> good. are over fifty, are, uh, are over fifty, and they still owe significant loan debt, uh, even if they are near or exceeding retirement age. I think that is pretty absurd, and I don't think that that has to do with the system. I think that has to do with them not prioritizing paying their bills. But um, I think one thing in all of this that gets missed is I think you could still have a student loan program where you don't pay for it, but like incentivizing other, like incentivizing college, that's kind of already there. But like, I always think like a way to work around or a way is like a middle of the student loan program is why don't you incentivize like trade school? Why don't you incentivize? Oh, I agree with that for sure. And here's the other thing. Only 35% of the U.S. population has a college degree. So should have Alan on line one. Hey, Alan, are you here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Good morning. What are your thoughts, Alan? Hey, well, my uh, daughter's boyfriend, uh, Stormy, he he went to the apprenticeship school down in Newport News, and you have to work. Uh, and then when he graduated with his four-year degree back in the spring, he didn't have any debts. So yeah, you, that that you my son's work on his ships. Yeah, my son's doing an apprenticeship as well, so which is a great way. How is that fair to? How does that? How is that fair to him? Or to me, I got a two-year degree, and I went, I worked at Thomasville Furniture in Brookneal, and they paid for my school. I would work during the day and go at night. Right. How is this fair for people like me and Stormy and and me? My best I worked friend, three he jobs. Worked at UPS. Right. A lot of us did, but I mean, some of us he, paid as we get, went. Why didn't Biden? Why didn't Biden get rid of medical debt instead of getting rid of college debt? Medical debt. A lot of people. Because of the Obamacare, which I have, unfortunately, uh, has a high deductible. So a lot of people out here have medical debt. Why didn't he just wipe out the medical debt for people? Wouldn't that have been the best thing to do? People or, to have cancer. and Or at least the interest, right? You know. <laughs> and some of the fees. Right. Yeah, thanks for calling, right. Alan. Just, just, I, I okay, appreciate guys. it. Thanks. So, so basically, you've got 65% of the U.S. population paying for... 35% of the people who have the... I just don't think those numbers add up. I mean, yeah. those, those are choices that that you that you make. Uh, Dale says that proves his point. Uh, people over 50 most likely are working and paying taxes because they didn't prioritize paying off their school loans. You've got to make it a priority. If you're being a reasonable person, you look at whatever... The most interest you're paying on any loan, you pay those off first, and then you tackle the next one. 
There are hundreds of thousands of examples of people who went to school, got their degrees, paid off their their schooling, or they were like me, they paid as they went. You know, if I couldn't afford it, I you know, I, and sometimes I would have to back off and not take uh, some classes and then build up my money because I didn't want to have that debt. And and I'm sorry, these people who go and get degrees for things that are completely worthless and then they can't even get a job. You okay? Oh, not really. Because I think about some of the degrees that are out and and nothing against people who go go get a degree in worship music or or whatever. That's a degree. That is, that is a degree. Yes, it is. And and you know, a degree stop. And there are there are degrees out there like that. I mean, where are you going to go and work with that? There are so few options for you to use that in any meaningful manner that's going to put food on your table. And I don't think I should have to pay for that degree. Sorry, I just don't. I'll stop now. All right, okay. uh, we've got we've got WDBJ seven on the way, and we're going to be uh, uh, hearing from Kimberly McBroom. Also, we're going to take a look at the forecast, and then we're going to take a deeper look because they're making some announcements about this winter that is looking winter really is really coming. chilly. Yeah, like winter is coming, like Game of Thrones. Winter's coming, so they say. Well, I don't know that I believe that, but we'll see. Uh, about that coming up thanks for joining us this morning on the morning jam we uh, do have all that for you on the way and don't forget in the eight o'clock hour we're going to be talking to you about mental health apps are they useful is that something that really is going to be helpful or is this a dangerous new trend we'll have that uh, coming up with a special guest in our eight o'clock hour with uh, dr christine caulfield from lfs health system It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Mostly sunny today, not much of a warm-up, though highs only at 54 degrees. Mostly clear with patchy frost tonight, lows at 32. Areas of sunshine on the way for Wednesday. Just a few fair-weather clouds, highs at 56 with more frost Wednesday night, lows at 30. And we'll get a little bit warmer on Thursday with partly to mostly sunny skies, highs near 60 degrees. Cold again Thursday night, lows at 32. Yikes. We're doing a bonfire on Saturday. It's going to be a great day for it, it seems like. Uh, Today, we have 38 degrees now in Lynchburg, 36 in Bedford, 39 in Roanoke and Salem, 39 in Danville, 37 in Appomattox. Applications close soon for the Virginia General Assembly's 2023 Senate and House of Delegates page programs, but there's still time for any interested students to apply. Both the Senate and House of Delegate page programs allow 13- and 14-year-old Virginians to see the legislative process up close and personal as they work with Virginia lawmakers. While both programs will get students involved in state legislation, responsibilities and expectations will differ between the two, Senate pages will 
will be required to complete daily tasks like answering phone calls or speaking to the public, as well as engaging in team-building activities and completing a community service project with other pages. The program will conclude with an hour-long mock legislative session on the Senate floor. Selected participants for the House of Delegates program will commit to working a 40-hour paid position where they'll deliver documents, perform errands, and complete staffing assignments for the clerk's office. Applicants for both programs must be Virginia residents who will be 13 or 14 years old by the date of the legislative session, which will be January the 11th. The Downtown Lynchburg Association has received $115,000 Wednesday towards launching a new business program with the goal of filling in vacant storefronts in the downtown area. This was thanks to Governor Glenn Youngkin's announcement of $180,000 in community business launch grants from Downtown Lynchburg Association, Nelson County, and the Waynesboro Economic Development Authority. These funds were allocated directly from the Commonwealth and be awarded through a competitive process. One store owner says she's been in business for more than 40 years and excited to see the changes. That was Susan Horsey from the Wig Center in downtown Lynchburg. So uh, as someone who lives in downtown Lynchburg, I this is actually really cool to see. Um, there's a couple of new businesses popping up. There's like this, I, I have honestly don't know what it is. I think it's going to be a bar. It's called Day and Night. I don't know when the last time you've been downtown. Um, recently. So I it's on Commerce Street. Okay. And it's, it's Day and Night. It like... I th- well, that now they have the cookie place that's open till 3 a.m. So if you Where's ever want cookie a cookie, it's, it's downtown, maybe Jefferson, okay. I think. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who's so, eating cookies at 3 a.m., but... But I am, I, I walk, I've walked past it every day, walk, walking hokey. Watching the, the different And so, like, they built... Changes. They had a spray painter, like, design this wall, I think, that, that you can take a picture in front of. It's got, like, a bunch of hearts and... And, like, you can tell there's a bar area, but there's a bunch of seats, and it's day and night. So, in my head, I think it's, like, restaurant during the day, club oh, during the night. Like, that's, that's the that's only interesting. way it makes sense. Like, But I think, you know, downtown Lynchburg, is, as someone who is really awesome, and, you know, Oktoberfest. Well, uh, as someone who the, worked on downtown revitalization for 15 years... Um, I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. (laughs) Stopping crime in its tracks. Governor Glenn Youngkin wants to do just that in the Commonwealth. Youngkin yesterday stood with Attorney General Jason Mieres, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, and mayors, police chiefs, and sheriffs from across Virginia to announce Operation Bold Blue Line. That's a series of concrete actions to reduce homicides, shootings, and violent crimes. He said across Virginia, people wake up and turn on the morning news to hear story after story of violence in their communities, homicides, shootings, and aggravated assaults with a nearly 40% law enforcement vacancy rate in some cities in Virginia and too few prosecutors actually prosecuting and with diminished community engagement and witnesses less willing to come forward, Virginia's blue line is getting far too thin. He said Operation Bold Blue Line is a sustained effort to comprehensively address the challenges seen happening across all communities. Uh, The Bold Blue Line consists of supporting existing law enforcement, finally fixing pay and wage compression, supporting new law enforcement with a comprehensive recruiting effort to attract law enforcement uh, more for states and develop homegrown talent providing more support for all law enforcement, including more training and equipment, and then ensuring law enforcement is backed up by prosecutors that can and will 
keep violent offenders behind bars. And then finally, providing additional resources to victims and witnesses and funding community partnerships to help stop violent crimes before they begin. Uh, the only thing I see missing there is is uh, support mentally for our because you know we did that story yesterday yeah about how many of our police officers are committing suicide and suffering with mental health um it, it's it's not an easy job and it is not easy to get people to step up and do that job right now i've uh i have something that's unbelievable oh lord the virginia department of agriculture and consumer services is rolling out beehives to people who want them it's cool. an effort to help pollinators procreate and spread further around further around the Commonwealth. I could I could have gone with what they started with. They the article says, "Have you heard the buzz?" But I I, I just said unbelievable because then it seems normal. I thought it was pretty good. Mm. I know you wanted to throw the pen at me. I saw I saw you ready to go. It's, I was, it's okay. I'm okay. Uh, so President Biden's student loan forgiveness site. Uh, Working to help millions of Americans struggling to overcome student loan debt is something that 5th District Republican candidate and current Congressman Bob Good and Democrat candidate Josh Thornburg are not that far apart on. Good said it's not right for the funding to fall on taxpayers, saying to force those hardworking taxpayers to pay the student loans for folks making $250,000 a year for a family or $125,000 a year for an individual is morally wrong. It's also constitutionally wrong. On the other hand, Thromberg said he's glad action's being taken to address student loan debt, but he said he's not sure this was the right direction to take. Our students have incurred more and more debt. It has severely inhibited their ability to buy homes and invest in the overall economy. So I'm glad that something's being done. We're focusing on that. But I have two feelings at the same time. The other feeling is that I don't know if this was the best way for to us to address it. Um, as for the application, Borrowers with a federal Pell Grant can apply for up to $20,000 in debt relief. Borrowers without it can apply for up to $10,000. It's for those making less than $125,000 in 2021 or families who made less than uh, $250,000 as a a family. So there you go. Um, Our listeners have also been weighing in on that. Bear says the student loan forgiveness chat has raised temperatures here in Bedford. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, and uh, Johnny says kids are not taught the consequences on purpose because they're being raised by the government. Well, that could be. I don't know. Could be. And then uh, Dale says, uh, I agree that the income level is too high. And should be at $50,000 per personal income. And would rather give this money to Americans than waste it in the Ukraine. It would at least still remain in the American economy. All right. I'm not saying your points are not well taken, Dale. I'm, I'm not saying that. I just think we're in a slippery slope. we got a phone call. Let's go to our phone lines. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Good morning, Janet. Hi. Bob. Hi. Hey, uh, I've got a solution for the... Uh loan forgiveness debt bring it on do what i did do what i did when i was in college and uh had to drop out because of money went in the military Mm. and we have a military shortage so these people that want loan forgiveness either go in the military or the peace corps and you accomplish two things give them a job 
They earn a little money, and they can pay the school debt off. Well, there you go. And, and then some people and go to college what, or go to military first and then go to school. So, Yeah, they, some of them do that. The thing is, though, if you go in the military, there's a, a waiver in there, and you can have your uh, school debts frozen. Oh. You can pay on the principal and no interest, but your debt is frozen while you're in service. Hello. There you yeah. go. See, you I'd guys like are so a, smart. I'd like to give a shout out to my my bride. We celebrated forty six years Aww. this last Sunday. Happy anniversary, baby! Good, <laughs> I hope good was, deal. She was, she was sitting in her chair doing her little Bible thing this morning, praying for me. Ah, nice, very good. Well, happy anniversary uh, to a very well, sweet couple. We hope it's uh, many, many more years together. Oh, I do, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks for calling, uh, Bob. We oh, appreciate it. Uh, Gianni wants to know, uh, how many more people do working people have to carry? <laughs> okay, that's a valid point, I guess. Uh, let's talk about the weather a little bit. Now, we had our forecast just a little bit ago, and we were talking about how cold it was. It looks like the coldest air of the season is going to be coming into a lot of places, uh, the coldest air so far this fall is invading a widespread area of the Midwest, South, and the East, placing millions at risk for the first freeze of the season as far south as the Gulf Coast and the western Florida panhandle. Yikes, they're not used to that. We're used to this, but they're not. Apparently, a cold Canadian high-pressure system is going to be moving in, and it's going to uh, really start moving in today and Wednesday and nearly the entire eastern half of the nation is going to be uh, pretty chilly. We're not going to get our second summer. We always get a second summer around. Yeah. We usually do. I mean, there have been times when it's been so hot on Halloween that my kids couldn't hardly even wear their costumes. So, And then it's been so cold that they had to wear coats over it, and that made them sad. So, Yeah. There's that. Got another caller? We do not. Oh, I thought you said we did. No, it was. I, I think it was a spam call. Ah, all right. Well, we're always eager to take your calls at 866-916-3776. We're going to go to break. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to The Morning Jam. We'll bring the jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Well, good morning. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you are. Text number is 434-248-0704. We would love to hear from you via text or phone, 866-916-3776. So Trey and I were talking off the air. It looks like Kroger is going to be joining forces with uh, another Albertsons. Albertsons. So they're going to be. So you already have Kroger and Martins. They're the same company. So now we're going to have. I wonder if they're going to change the name. It will be a mega deal that could be a huge impact. It was announced Friday. It's a nearly a twenty-five billion dollar deal. Holy cow! It make it one of the biggest U.S. retailer. It's one of the biggest in U.S. retail history. If I can read the mm-hmm. story. 
A proposed merger, which companies expect to complete in 2024, would combine the fifth and tenth largest retailers in the country. The company owned dozens of chains, including Safeway, Vons, Harris Teeter, and Fred Meyer. Now, Fred Meyer, I'm not familiar and with. And I've never heard of Albertsons. And reached oh, a have, combined yeah. 85 million households. So okay. their goal is to compete with Walmart, Amazon, and Costco. So uh, right. it's going to have some interesting... Um, interesting threats, and also the grow, you know, the fastest growing German discount supermarket chain is Aldi. So they're also uh, and, and looking like a competitor a, there. It's a great, it's a great grocery store. So I mean, I get it. However, this deal is technically not fully approved yet. It's not guaranteed, but if so it does we'll happen, um, you wonder how much of of a market can they own before they're considered, you know, just being able to take over that whole thing so I, I don't know grocery shopping certainly has changed a lot certainly since uh covid the increase in in your minimum wage all those things has made a lot of these folks go to the self-checkout um i read an article yesterday that where the writer said i didn't realize how strong people's feelings were about self-checkout until i wrote about it um if you've been to a store where there is a line out the back and i've seen this for waiting for a human cashier while the other self-checkouts sit empty i mean many times i've just gone through the self-checkout because i'm like i'm not standing in line yeah that happened to me yesterday i only had a few items but the line for the the two you know the two cashiers yes that's the word i was looking for too long my brain's not working this morning um it's uh so i just went through the the self-checkout well they're People are very are very funny about the self checkout. They are kind of incensed that you know they have to do their job for them, and then they have people standing over you and they're checking your receipts and all this stuff. Um, so apparently, some of the self checkouts are pretty sophisticated, but even so, the chain Wegmans they have completely shut down their self self checkout option. And it was kind of sophisticated. You and, and Sam's works this way. You have to download the app, scan your items as you take them from the cell, shelves, and then scan the barcode at the self-checkout and then pay. What could possibly go wrong with that? Well, apparently, too many customers were pilfering items. Or, as Wegmans put it, unfortunately, the losses we are experiencing prevent us from continuing to make this available in its current state. Aren't people horrible? Yes, apparently they are. The uh, more traditional self-checkout lanes don't undergo such great losses. Uh, Wegmans isn't the only store to halt their more advanced scan-and-go service. Amazon Fresh has, too. And the company cited disappointing sales instead of calling I thought it. Amazon Fresh was the store that didn't have any cashiers whatsoever. Like, you just put it in the cart and it charges you well apparently they're putting some people in place now because not only do they have disappointing sales i expect they have a great deal of loss we'll continue that conversation we got lester right here good morning lester good morning janet that very same thing happened to me yesterday at cvs i went in to buy some stuff and uh i got up there and the cashier was at the machine helping people (laughs) and uh i said uh uh, why aren't you over here at the my little narcissistic attitude came out. <laughs> I, said, why, why? I said, why aren't you over there at the register helping me? Just, I, I, I want to help you over here. So I got up there. I said, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> she said, well, 
I, I didn't know where you knew how man that insulted me. I'm an old guy, but I know how to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and then I, I, I apologize to her because I, I, she's just doing her job. She, right. She's doing what she told you. But anyway, it is. It's, I don't like it. But anyway, uh, well, you don't I, like it, leave. There's a, there's a, so you do like it or you don't like it? I don't like it. Don't you don't like it. it. Yeah. A lot it's, of people don't like it. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Lester, thanks for calling in this morning. Um, okay, Janet. See y'all. Uh-huh. Uh, Dale says he loves self-checkout. Of course he does. He doesn't have to interact with someone who may be sick. What? <laughs> I will say there are some days I go in the grocery store and I do not want to interact with people. So that is nice having that well, convenience. I, but not because you think they're sick. No. You just don't want to interact with people. Believe me, many days. <laughs> I don't. Dale's, you know, Dale is a sick dude. Oh, my God. Just. just oh, there. Okay. All right, got that out of the way now. So, um, where was I before I hit you with that pen? Mm. We were, oh, we were talking about the self-checkout. So, evidently, the, uh, I, I don't worry about running into somebody who's who's sick. I mean, I can look at somebody and see if they're sick or not. Sometimes I just don't want to talk to people. So, there's that. Um, uh, Valid point. They say theft is a guilt-edged sword. And the writer says, I go to the self-checkouts and I watch to see if people are scanning their fruit properly and honestly. She said, yes, I'm that person. Um, then Professor Shad Maruna of Queens University offered this about our inner feelings toward technology. Most of us feel ashamed at getting caught by a fellow human trying to steal something. Removing the human eyes and replacing them with technology makes the process seem less shameful. It's persuasive in its ways, painful for the tech industry too. Could it be that there's still some tinge of humanity in people, one that respects the morals and feelings of other humans? All right, I think that this is a very valid thing because we also saw this with pornography. Pornography became much more prevalent after people didn't have to go and buy it. Ah, after they didn't have now to it's go on the in, internet now that it's on the internet and it's free whereas before is it free <laughs> mm-hmm. you want to share something with mama jan this morning i just know things i'm not saying i know i'm not oh, saying your I've voice done. is getting very high that's okay. a sign that's a sign of lying <laughs> just no so you know no it's not no. very hard to figure out no, that it's, it's hard to figure <laughs> wait every okay i'm just gonna tell people the internet you can basically do it a you lot can, of things for free on the you internet. Can find, so, you, so yes, and that and that's the big and that's the biggest problem. So not only do trying they not, to get me in a trap here. Not only do they have to not pay for it, but they also don't have to look somebody in the eye and purchase it and risk it being you know. Discovered. Yeah, there are things I've bought in at a store that is like it 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 does get you uncomfortable, and that uh, yeah. So I get that feeling. Uh, Bear says, self-checkout has an employee watching. I put him to work <laughs> when he's in there. Okay. Well, here here's the thing. I don't think self-checkouts are going to go away per se. But They'll probably be increased is my guess. I, I do encourage you, you know, don't don't steal. I think some people almost feel like they're entitled to it because because they're having to do the work and they get annoyed. So if they get something wrong, it's like, don't blame me. I haven't been trained for this. I will say sometimes I'm a very grumpy cashier, though. 
I should probably be reported to HR. Because <laughs> I get I do get frustrated. Like when I'm trying to find something, if it's not marked, if the barcode isn't working. Yeah. It's a little frustrating. So we just need to be nice to the cashiers we are able to see and just try to be patient and not steal from the other ones, I guess. There you go. Uh, coming up, we've got Bill Trefero on the way. He's going to be in our Roanoke News Desk. He is going to be uh, sharing some information from Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the South Side. We'll also have CBS News coming up in a little bit. And then what about those mobile apps that deal with your mental health, that say they can deal with depression and that type of thing? Everybody seems to be under stress the last couple of years. We're going to talk with Dr. Christina Calford of LFS Health Systems, and she's going to talk a little bit about those mental health apps and does she think they're useful at all? That coming up on The Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.